You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with the Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul refers to the Apostle Paul's letter to Timothy, noting a disciple's duty to take every single opportunity at every moment to channel the content of Scripture at every turn, in time and out of time, using every chance afforded to share what you received, not from the teacher, but directly from the text. In this vein, Father Paul reiterates a point from his most recent presentation in Lebanon, noting the lexicographical significance of the word Qur'an for Christians, which is functional with the Hebrew triliteral Qaf, Resh, Aleph. I am honored to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. So this is how the books of Numbers and Deuteronomy prepare, really, for the entrance into Canaan, right? The following book after Deuteronomy is Joshua. And then you have the rise of kingship, which is the beginning of a very sad story. So, technically speaking, the king of Israel, as we hear in 1 Samuel, is that same God who is never referred to as the king of Israel in the five books of the Pentateuch. But one can smell. It's better to hear the message, but it's so powerful that you can smell it. This is where the people are led to understand that they didn't go out of Egypt, but they were taken out of Egypt by God. And they have always to remember that and Moses disappears, Aaron disappears, and the kings are bad news. The only good news is not the Levites, This is the famous theology of clericalism. It's like the Sadducees and the clergy in Christian tradition, as though they are the people who speak. They do not speak. They just carry the book in which the message is and it is read aloud to the people so that the people would hear directly God.
but since the original language, as I keep repeating, is consonantal Hebrew that was produced by the original hearers, one is to channel to the people in their language the content of scripture and not comment on it. Just say it the way it is. If you have Sadducees, you say Sadducees. If the text says Pharisees, then you explain to the people what Pharisees are. If it says publicans, you do the same thing. But you do not theologize about that. And here I invite you to remember that famous passage from the letter to Timothy which is the letter of Paul to his top adjutant who was a bishop and then he tells him that he has to manage the household of God by communicating scripture to them and he praises him because he grew up hearing scripture And then Paul asks him to communicate that message. In time and out of time, any time you might find to channel that scripture that you know you have been bred on it. And this is my invitation, especially to the so-called clergy, not to fall in this clericalism. I'm not saying that the laity is better because the lay leaders uh, are clerical also. They think that they have the power to explain God to the people. Whereas the top clerk, which is the bishop, remember that clergy and clerk are from the same root, is for him to communicate the message of Scripture. Meaning, if Timothy did not know Scripture since his childhood, which means he was bred on it, 
then he would not have been able to communicate this to the people. So this is very powerful because Paul in his wording to Timothy doesn't tell him as I taught you the reference between Timothy and scripture is direct this is what Paul taught him and this is something I'm sure most of you have heard repeated on my lips where quoting someone else besides scripture which is the words of God through his prophets and his apostles is something you have to communicate to the people but not to quote their footnotes and I shall end with this classic example of mine let's say you quote me during your sermon as Father Paul taught us at seminary and let's say during coffee hour one of the parishioners would ask you to explain these words that came out of your mouth because this is how you quoted me can you imagine if you tell this parishioner well your question I better call Father Paul and check with him to be able to answer you it's ridiculous because any word that comes out of your lips when you are standing on the throne of Christ the teacher people are hearing out of your lips you cannot say well let me call Father Paul or let me check with Jesus on Tuesday night usually I have my meeting with him and I'll get back to you next Sunday no you can't do that so you have to utter the words and this is what I said once how after the top people in the church of God according to Paul which is the apostles that are unrepeatable the second in line are the prophets in other words the people who speak during the meeting of the congregation and then the teachers but let's concentrate on the prophets the typical example of the prophet is Jeremiah in whose mouth or on whose lips God put his meaning God's words but we hear God's words through the lips of Jeremiah this is in chapter 1 
That mechanism is underscored in chapter 36 of Jeremiah. Phenomenal text. You can read it on your own. Where Jeremiah dictated his words to Baruch, his secretary or disciple. And the text in Hebrew is very interesting, which is Baruch gets those words Alpi from over the mouth of Jeremiah. That's what dictation is. Meaning what Baruch is writing are not his Baruch's words, but Jeremiah. It's like today having a tape recorder. But let's follow the story. And I really would like you to go and read the entire chapter. So that manuscript Baruch takes and it is give it to the people who read it aloud to the king because ultimately that's the whole issue of Qara, Quran. It's not give the copy to the king. No, no, no. Someone has to read it. The king would be seated and enjoying himself and listening. And the king didn't like, obviously, the content of the message. So he ordered that the scroll be burnt. So Baruch goes back to Jeremiah and informs him of what happened. Now, nowadays you would expect that Jeremiah would say, I'm too old now and I'm sure since it is fresh on your mind, you remember what I told you, write it down. No way, no way, no way. The text says, Jeremiah sat Baruch again and dictated again to him because these words are the words of Jeremiah and not the words of Baruch. Phenomenal. And I think I would like to stop here and remember in a paper that I presented last year at the conference in Lebanon, you know, I challenged the Christians, it was a conference between Muslims and Christians, that we should stop referring to the Quran as the scripture of the Muslims, but we should refer to our scripture as being our Quran. In other words, you have a text that is to be read aloud and you have it in all traditions. That's what you do. All the Christians, top Christians, halfway Christian, three-quarters, whatever you may call them, 
they do the same thing. And interestingly, the Orthodox, in our tradition, this assignment is given to the deacon who will be reading not only to the people but also to the priests or priests and the bishop if the bishop is there. Let me repeat that. And this is done on purpose so that even the top person in the community will have heard the text and not read it on his iPhone while the deacon was reading it to the people. Which is done very often there. I mean, people do that. That is not allowed. So watch out for advancement in technology. And in the Middle East, we have this tradition, Middle East, which also include Greece. We have the deacon going up, stairs around one of the columns, very high. And he mimics the muezzin in the minaret. From on high, the word is said. I grew up in this tradition, not standing in the middle of the church. No, no. You have to declare it from way up. And I'll end with this story. You know me with my stories. When I was visiting two of my former students in Thessaloniki, one of them was deacon. And I was seated with the permission of the priest. I did not serve. I just sat the priests were very kind and allowed me to do that. You know, I had forgotten how things were done, where doxasi kyrie doxasi, glory to you, O Lord, glory to you, after the reading, took time because the deacon had to come down and the people have to wait for him. So I had forgotten. And I heard the choir doing a lengthy glory to thee. What's going on here? And then it hit me, I remembered, that it takes time. It's not because the people like to stretch the answers. So that's the importance of things that are written in four books between Exodus and Deuteronomy. And the Levites were responsible for the content of the original and the king was asked to make a copy for himself. The Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.